Welcome to Soul Survivor, Young Adults Retreat Talk. That, um, that when you started to look at the concept of obedience last night, that Matt did get a bit word nerdy on you and you know, go to what it means. And, and I love the fact that he found out that obedience you know, means to hear and to do. And I love that partly because I'm a word nerd too. My undergrad was in linguistics, so I'm like super interested in that. Totally useless for the rest of my life, but super interesting. <laughs> but, um, but I love that he um, introduced that concept. And so as we look today, we're going to continue to look at what obedience means. And to do that, I want us to look at a story in the Bible that's about grass and baskets. Grass and baskets. Um, there's a story in the Bible, it's, it's in all the Gospels actually, but we find it in Mark 6, starting at verse 30, and it's the feeding of the 5,000 pretty famous story and for good reason it's it's a miracle story which means it's about something that God does that can't be explained by natural means obviously he's going to feed the 5,000 it's given away in the title um, and the way he does it is really special and as we look at this story today um, we're going to be reminded of a couple of things about obedience so to give a background, um, before this story kicks off, Jesus and his disciples have been going around doing a whole bunch of things. The fame of Jesus has started to spread, and the disciples have been so busy that they haven't even been able to stop and eat lunch. And so they gather around Jesus, and this is starting at Mark 6, verse 30. They gathered around him and report to him all he'd done and taught. Then because so many people were coming and going, they did not even have a chance to eat, Jesus said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. And then, listen to this, you might recognise this, but many who saw them leaving recognised them and ran on foot from all the towns to go there ahead of them. So when Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. Now, has anyone else felt like you've been so busy and you just want to get away from people and then you come home and your housemates have just invited a whole party of people over? Major introverts are probably just like PTSD for that thought. But um, this is what's happened. They've needed to get away to get some rest and all these people have followed them. But Jesus, because he's Jesus, has compassion on them because they're like sheep without a shepherd and starts teaching them. And then it was late in the day and the disciples come to Jesus and say, this is a remote place. It's already late. Send the people away so they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. So Jesus says to them, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? And Jesus asked, how many loaves do you have? Go and see. And when they found out, they said, five loaves and two fish. So Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds of fifties and taking the five loaves and two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. And then he gave it to his disciples to distribute to the people. He divided the two fish as well, and they all ate and were satisfied. And the disciples picked up 12 basketfuls of broken bread and fish, the leftovers. It says the number of men who ate, who ate was around 5,000. And we know that that just counts the men, so it's probably double than that. So this is an amazing story that we find in the Bible of Jesus doing a miracle to feed these people. But in this story, there are two directives that Jesus gives. The first directive that Jesus gives is to rest. He says to his disciples, come and rest. And then he directs the people to sit in groups on the green grass. 
And it's really interesting that the, the writer of this gospel gave us that detail on the green grass. And I wonder if when they did that, they were consciously thinking back, like I am when I read it, to a very famous psalm that talks about something similar. It's Psalm 23. And I don't know if anyone remembers it. It starts, the Lord is my shepherd. In him I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. Mm. Mm. And the psalmist is writing this, um, you know, many, many years before. But if you want a picture of what that shepherd leading people beside green pastures might look like in action, then you can look at this passage in Mark 6. Because here's Jesus. Remember, when he sees the crowds, he has compassion on them because they're like sheep without a shepherd. And then he starts teaching them. So Jesus is being their shepherd, telling them to sit down on the green grass, telling them, if you like, to lie down in the green pastures. And when those people sit down on the green grass, they then receive from Jesus. They receive the teaching from Jesus and they receive the food from Jesus. And remember, this wasn't just physical food that they were getting because this was a miracle. And the fact that it was a miracle was shining a spotlight on the fact that Jesus was God. So as well as being physically fed, they were being spiritually fed by growing in understanding of who Jesus was. And what did those people have to do in order to receive from Jesus? They didn't have to do anything, did they, except be there. We don't hear about them having to go through some sort of theological quiz or uh, pass some sort of lifestyle test. They just had to be there and be willing to sit on the green grass and be willing to receive from Jesus, and he gave to them. And it might not seem like a particularly tough call to be obedient to God's directive for us to rest to sit down in the green grass. (coughs) But in reality, I think sometimes it is, isn't it? I know certainly for me in my life, I've got a to-do list that's just ever-growing. There's always something I could do to fill in a blank space in my life, and I'm sure you're the same. But God's call to rest, that can be quite tough. But Jesus himself modelled that rest was important. If you read the rest of his life, which we won't, um, you can see that he had rhythms of rest in his life. And that rest is so essential to receive from him his teaching and his food, spiritual food. Um, So Jesus directs people in this story to rest, but he also gives another directive. He tells the disciples to give them something to eat. So as the people have sat down on the green grass, he gives the disciples the baskets and says, go and hand the food out. And don't you love it how in this story, um, Jesus is the one doing the miracle, but he gives the disciples the baskets to hand out the food. And this is a miracle that's in the power of Jesus, but it's at the hands of the disciples. And... When they're handed the baskets, I can only imagine what they might have been thinking. There's no way this food is going to feed this many people. There's no way. But in obedience, they take the food, start handing it out, and they are amazed by the fact that not only has Jesus given them, equipped them with enough to feed the people, there's even stuff left over at the end. He's given more than enough. And I wonder in our lives what sort of baskets Jesus is handing to you. Because um, you may have heard a, uh, a phrase that we use.
sometimes in Soul Survivor that's used in other church movements around the world, and that phrase is, everyone gets to play. Have you heard of that? And the idea is that, that Jesus, um, that God has given us so many gifts and ways of serving the world, but it's not just for the particularly special people, like the people that work for Soul Survivor or the pastors or whatever. It's for everyone. We all get to join in in the ministry that Jesus does. If Jesus doesn't want just a bunch of bystanders to watch him do the stuff. He wants disciples who follow him and imitate him and do the stuff with him. So he gives us baskets to hand stuff out. And we might be looking at the baskets that he's given us and we might want to step out in obedience to do that stuff. But we're looking at our baskets thinking, I don't have enough to do this. You know, I don't have enough confidence to do this. I don't have enough talent to do this. I don't have enough skills. I don't have enough inspiration. But I wonder if, like the disciples, when we step out in obedience with our baskets, even though they might seem like they don't have enough in them, when we step out in obedience, we might find that Jesus has actually given us enough after all, even if we can't see it at first. And maybe we might even be surprised to look down at the end and find that there's leftovers too. What is God calling you to step out and do that you need to be obedient to right now? As you look in that basket, does it seem like there's enough? And if not, can we step out in obedience and trust him anyway? To rest, to be still, to stop, receive is a really important directive that Jesus gives us. And equally important is his directive to join him in the play, to go and work, to go, to do. And these commands that Jesus gives to his disciples and to us, they're not an either-or thing. It's not like some of us here are just going to be called to rest and some of us are just going to be called to go and do. If you're a disciple of Jesus, then both these things are going to form part of a rhythm of your life of following Jesus. Because if... We can't go and play and work and go and do unless we've had that rest to be able to receive and be refreshed. And if we're getting good rest and receiving and being refreshed, we're going to be compelled to go and do. So today, um, let's reflect on how in this next month coming up, Jesus might be calling us to rest and what that might look like and how we might be able to be obedient to that and how he might be calling us to step out and go and do, and what that might look like, and how we might be obedient to that. So a couple of questions um, to help you. Do you find it easier to be obedient to the call to rest or the call to do things? I imagine in this room there's a bit of a variance there. And if so, I wonder why. Why is that? For the month ahead, what would it look like to be obedient to the call to rest in your life? And I encourage you here to think outside maybe the box of how we think about rest sometimes. But I've got nothing against the prospect of lounging around all weekend watching Netflix and getting Uber Eats and whatever you do. That sounds wonderful. Um, but is that really the deep rest that our soul needs? You know, could maybe Jesus be calling us to, to a different kind of rest in our life where we maybe switch off a screen? take out the headphones and do something a bit different to hear from him. And then for the month ahead, what are you being called to do? How is Jesus giving you a basket and inviting you to play or to work? Is there anything making it difficult for you to be obedient to that call? Have a chat to God about that and see what he might say to you.